0: Derek, do you even know the main okay, topic?
1: Buddy. I have no idea what we're, we're talking okay. about today. I'm just kind of flying. Do you
0: want to know or do you want to be surprised? I don't
1: know. I feel like for the viewers of this podcast, the viewers of them, <laughs> I feel like it is in their best best interest for me to go into this blind. So okay, bring good. it.
0: to the outpost podcast. <laughs> I'm Lacey and I will be leading you through today. We've got Tom, Mark,
2: Derek.
1: Oh my gosh, oh. that's the
0: best you have ever done.
2: We're crushing it. We're the learning pointing
0: introduction. Yay. It's the best you've ever done.
2: So that's what you want. You just want Speed? Just say your name so uh, quickly. Uh, We're she done. Just right? Swift
1: compliance.
0: Oh. My the, gosh. That, <laughs> How hard is
2: Comply it? or die. Comply or die. <laughs> she needs that shirt. Comply <laughs> or die. Comply or die. I know. Uh, yeah, actually, it's true.
1: How's
0: everybody feeling today?
2: Lively. Compliant. Compliant. <laughs> Compliant. <laughs> Loud.
0: You all have a good lunch? <laughs> it's
1: good. Did yeah. you eat
0: anything for lunch? Oh, day?
1: yeah. I had a Gartner's meat stick. Pepperoni stick. It I was, can
0: smell it on you. I know.
1: This mic is going to smell like pepperoni. How you couldn't smell things.
0: Well, Tom said it smells like meat stick. And so I inhaled and then I could smell it. Does that make sense? Like a lot so of times. So are you times, actually smelling it? Do you have or is, to want is to is it smell it and then you smell it? Yes. That's the way that my nose works. I don't know if you if anybody knew that. I wish I could turn the
3: smells off that way. That would be amazing. I can't mm-hmm. really
0: smell a lot. But if someone says it smells like Changing something. Changing diapers? No
3: inhale problem. Inhale, yeah,
1: just block that. It. Block that from my mind. Oh, did you hear that?
0: <laughs> did you hear that? No, I'm, I'm blocking out everything.
2: Beep.
0: It's a, It's a delivery. Beep. Yep. Back, special, Back delivery. special delivery. Let me just lift it off Looks like there's only to four in there. Okay, there we go. To Tom.
2: Glitter bomb. <laughs> that's the sound of the mailbag. Nobody knows what this is. <laughs> People wondering what People are going, happened. what in the
0: heck? Mm-hmm. They all knew. They'd, yeah. That's, okay. true, that's true. Who should pick one out?
3: Go for it, Derek. Okay. Do it, buddy. Do it. Let's pick.
1: That one's got spikes on it. Ooh, scary! We're that saving one. that one. That one smells weird. That one's the fifth. No, that's the one weird. we want. The Somebody told one.
2: me that one smelled weird. Yeah, but well, this is a smelly episode. Let's let's embrace it.
3: Okay, embrace it. right, I'm picking the smelly, a smelly one. one.
1: Smelly one, ahoy! All right, do it.
2: <laughs> All right. How are the makers of quilted northern toilet paper still in business? That is a smelly question. I had to jump ahead to it. It You set this up. It worked. Was that a legitimate question? I'd get less bread. Oh my gosh! Says I'd get less bum crumbs wiping with a slice of cheap dry bread.
3: Ooh! I don't (laughs) ever used bread in that way. It does seem soft. Wow! And maybe absorb. It's probably
0: pretty flushable too. Soft bread.
3: mm Hmm. Well,
1: I think we can all agree, like, Quilted Northern is better than, like, cheapo one-ply.
0: Yeah. Like, commercial that you, you yeah. know. Depends depends on how much one-ply up, is.
1: though. I That's mean, true. One-ply can be infinite ply if you really work at it. It's true. So.
2: I feel like <laughs> the question sort of answers itself when he says, how are they still in business? Every time I buy their stuff and use it, it's no good. Because he's like,
0: still well, buying their stuff. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Branding. Uh, yeah. I mean, Quilted. Yeah, I guess, yeah. Quilted sounds good. And
0: I wonder northern where? Like, where is this place? Is it from the North Pole?
2: It's in the quilted north. <laughs> I don't know. Is that Canada?
1: The pillowy, the pillowy soft north. Greenland. Soft pillow, bum pillows up bum there. Bum
2: pillows. Do you eat all of one thing on your plate before moving on to the next thing? Or do you rotate bites of the different kinds of food? I am a one by one. Are you? I, I do that, yeah.
1: I, all I, I your s-
0: mashed potatoes, all your green beans, mm-hmm. all your steak.
1: Well, I mean there, I guess there's exceptions. You always make me question my answers. <laughs> I do and not. I kind of hate it, but I also love it.
2: But but doesn't that like reject the artistry of people pairing like side dishes with the main thing? Like here's meat and stuff that will go with it.
1: Yeah, but then so you eat the meat and then you eat the vegetables. So it's still technically going with it. I don't do that. I, but like Thanksgiving, all heck, you just throw that stuff in a pile and it's pretty good. So mm-hmm. I don't
2: know. That's how I eat most meals. I just kind of smush it all.
1: But right like with here. but like burgers and fries, I start with the burger and then I eat the fries. Really? Mm-hmm.
0: You don't take a bite of one, take a bite of the other? No,
1: not really. Okay. I mean, I, I've been known to do it, but I don't prefer to do it.
3: I eat the thing that I want to eat the least first. Do you? Saving the best for last. Provide an example. Well, like if, if there's vegetables on the plate i like vegetables i really like asparagus i'm still going to eat the vegetables first and then i move to the protein i guess that's a better way to say you it You better
2: eat the asparagus is the most expensive thing on the plate <laughs> Love
3: it, it probably yeah. is
1: <laughs> like yeah. for
0: instance when we get that freshly meal that has the chicken and the macaroni and cheese do you eat the chicken first and then the macaroni. I eat the, the green best.
3: beans first, and then I move to the chicken and the mac. Yeah, okay. that's
0: that's the way that works. I usually close with the mac too. Because I really
3: don't like the beans after I taste the mac and mm-hmm. the chicken. Yeah. And so if I just get it over with, because once you taste the good stuff, you're kind of like, not really. I'm not doing that. I'm a dipper.
0: I will dip one item in the other item and dip then it. eat it.
3: Dip it real good. It's yeah. Just, it's just a nonstop process with you. It's just so long as there's food going in, all's gonna go well.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Are the green beans good? Like are they like nice and crispy or are they kind of they like, are pretty
0: good? Yeah. They are. They yeah. seem they seem fresh. Not gonna lie, they cool. they do a pretty they're good job. They're not fried, they're kind of healthy. So cool.
2: Green beans are always dangerous because they're either wonderful or the worst thing on the planet. Right. Yeah. like mm-hmm. canned green beans oh, can't yeah. do it. Never can't ever, do it. ever, ever. My mom wants to know if Tom has a scar from a dog bite on his butt
0: do you she's been do you? Asking actually me
2: i am curious about this i actually the other day when you asked this I spent did you look at yourself in the, in the mirror trying to see and, <laughs> and then i asked my son about it and there's nothing there <laughs> really it's, it's fully healed my butt is resilient wow. congratulations she really resilient has been bothering
0: butt. me for months well, let to her find know out.
2: that everything
0: healed up fine looks good okay congratulations to thank your you. butt cheek thank you mark's face right now
2: <laughs> this podcast is already off the rails <laughs> Mark, what's your favorite planet?
3: My favorite planet out of the ones we created, no. out of the ones that exist. The ones in our universe that, that, that we live in. The ones that exist. I've always been a fan of Neptune. You know why? Because it's the one that gets the least amount of attention, in my opinion. And it's the one that has the most mystery around it. People hmm. talk a lot about Jupiter. They talk a lot about the other planets. Pluto got so much attention. Is it a planet? Is it not a planet? Hey, don't, don't talk about my
1: boy Pluto. <laughs> no.
3: no. There's what? always somebody in the office talking about Uranus. Uh, <laughs> so Good one. I, I know you knew it was coming. It was-
1: I've heard the pronunciation of Uranus, mm-hmm. which I don't know if is any better. Uranus, Uranus,
3: Uranus <laughs> is Uran- Neptune. Neptune, people, Neptune. It just does not get the glory it deserves. Neptune was going to be mine too. Actually, I recently
2: watched at Astra. I don't mm-hmm. know if any of you have seen that Ooh, movie. Mm-hmm. It's on my list. But spoiler alert: they go to Neptune. Do they go Um, to space too? Go to space where Neptune is. And I know this seems silly, but there's, when they're at Neptune, it feels like they're at the absolute fringe of everything. Mm -hmm. Like going back toward the sun, like there's a sense that you know what's there, but Hmm. out from Neptune, it's like you are at the fringe edge of all known reality. And the blackness seems extra black, which makes the blue seem extra blue. There's just, a vibe from Neptune that I'm super curious about now and I never thought about before.
0: Neptune mm-hmm. vibe. And
2: obviously, no matter yeah. what planet you're at, in all directions, it's just darkness, but it's just kind of a like perception thing.
3: Mm-hmm. That's I like a cool that.
2: movie, by the way. You should watch that movie. Yeah. I thought it was it okay. Looks, it looks uh, it's good. also
3: further away than most of the other planets. And so that adds to the mystery. I feel like a closer relationship with Mars because we talk about Mars so much. Mm-hmm. And, and Venus and Mercury so close to us. They're you know, between us and the sun and all that. Neptune it's like, what? There's like, also
2: before you guys get to answer. I think some of the moons that are extra big are really interesting. Like mm-hmm. Ganymede and mm-hmm. Titan are both bigger than Mercury and Pluto. Mm-hmm. Like that's awesome.
3: Yeah, I'm with you there.
0: I also dream about. I, I wish Earth had multiple moons. Sometimes I try to look and see more than one moon on the horizon.
1: Third do you like just like that. look at the moon and like unfocus your eyes so there's now two moons?
0: Like a little bit of blur. Yeah, try no. it out. Okay, I'll see what I can do. Try right. the
1: blur. Try the blur. Derek, the blur. What's your favorite? You know, I don't think I have a favorite planet. Me neither.
0: I really Let don't. it go.
3: I just don't think I do. They don't care like we do. Mm-hmm. Saturn gets too much attention because of its rings. We get
2: it. It has rings. It also has about a bajillion moons, though, which and is really. By cool.
3: the way, some of the other planets have rings, and we don't talk about them because Saturn. Oh my gosh, like so Uranus. many rings in the light on stage. Oh, Saturn. Wow.
2: Okay. Uranus has a bunch of moons, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
1: does. <laughs> it has a bunch
3: of moons. Too. I know.
2: But, Orion. Got him. Ah! <laughs> All right. What makes the community focused experience better for publishers? I love the gratitude for community and focus on community engagement, but I want a more meaty answer in details on what makes the experience of a community focused thing better. Why are we community focused?
0: <laughs> okay. Here's one from my perspective is, and it's going to be, I think a different perspective than you two perhaps is I love the immediate feedback and connection. So, that's why I like spending so much time in social media because you can put something out there and then you just get people's feedback right away. So when we have an engaged community and you put out a new update, you know, a new Kickstarter update and there's immediately 10 people commenting like that immediate feedback feeds into my dopamine addiction you know, so
1: gratification. (laughs) Yes. So
0: there is, to me, when you have an engaged community, there's this instant gratification that can come from putting something out. And as a pleaser, I like that kind of instant gratification. Yes, Mark.
3: The engagement that you get with a community focus allows you to serve that community better because you are connected to them. You are listening to them. It makes your product development better. It broadens your research and development. It actually gives you more data points to create a better product from a scientific perspective, Mm. period. End of story for all those, you know, left brainers. It is very, very important. It's not because we just want to look awesome. Like we got a big heart and we're super grateful and we're, we're sappy. And like, there is an emotional appeal to it, but it is also just smart business to do the research and listen to what your customers want, what they say, what their considerations are, and then adapt your model to serve them better. It's just going to put you in a better position in the long term.
0: That seems wise. I
3: feel very strongly about it. Can you tell? Yes. Yeah. This is a broad topic that we get a lot of actually sometimes polarized feedback on. Some people say it's ridiculous that you guys are, you know, trying to be so gushy all the time. Like, can't you just be real? And then we get other people be like, oh, we just love being in your community because I feel like, you know, this is home. And, you know, we just try to widen it as much as we can. But I think at the end of the day, the logical benefit to engaging community is because you are going to be able to better serve that community because of their engagement, their feedback. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. That seems wise. Now I feel self-centered for saying, way to go Lacey. Now we all know your true colors. (laughs) (laughs) I'll
1: work on it. No, I think that hits nail on the head. I also think people want to be a part of something like we have that same desire to be a part of things and we have that opportunity to give that to people. I think that's really exciting.
2: Yeah, I think there's kind of two answers to this. I think the first answer is what Mark and and, and Derek are saying. And to an extent what you're saying is that it does make good business sense. And frankly, I think in the modern post factory business world, if you are not focused, especially in a hobby industry on building community, you do not understand business in the modern world because people are looking for something to self-actualize through to say people buy a product and they engage with a hobby. They're making a statement to themselves about themselves. Mm -hmm. And when you give people a community that lets them embrace something that they don't always get to embrace through all their other products, and you make it about something a little bit bigger where they get to self identify in a bolder, more fulfilling way, Mm -hmm. then it becomes about that and not about the product it becomes about themselves and they will be back it's just smarter business
1: right that makes sense
2: now the other side of that i think you know we talk about this a lot from kind of a fluffy business perspective and from a hard business perspective but i think for us as people we have all had personal experiences where we have unlocked and we're done Wasting our lives on things that don't reflect who we are, mm-hmm. and just to take that home for a second, I know you have something to say on this too. But you know, for myself, like five years ago, my life looked really different. I, you know, was coming to terms with the fact that I had significant substance abuse issues mm-hmm. and got that under control. And then we had a revelation that I have a heart problem that. At the time we were talking about immediate surgery that, you know, people don't make it through sometimes. And I had a two and a three year old and I found myself doing a lot of writing and reflecting on, you know, if something happened to me, I wanted people to know who I really was. Mm -hmm. And I got to reflecting on all the like unfulfilled curiosities and passions in my head and wanting to share those with people. And then I got to wondering like, what the heck am I doing where that's not just evident in everything that I do in my life? Like why am I allowing myself to live a life that doesn't reflect exactly who I am and what I want and what I want to bring into the world. And so I stopped messing around and I made decisions to just
0: intentionally mess around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And
2: make the things that I want to make and do the things that I want to do and say, as long as I am alive, you're going to know exactly who I am. And it was incredibly liberating. And I think pretty much everyone in this company has some similar moment in their life where they Mm -hmm. had that realization. And I think the reason we are about community now is because community has become the point because we are, Basically, selling the good word of that experience that we have had, and inviting other people to have that same experience for themselves.
0: Missionaries of creativity. Yes. <laughs> now let me door
3: to door. Now let me make the counterpoint ear. to both what I said and what Tom said. Okay. Okay. I also, at the same time, while we want to engage community and glean their feedback, I will tell you that from my perspective, we do not exist to give people what they want. We exist to use our gifts and talents and abilities to create things and bring them into the world because they are inside of us and we want to share them. We are not out to sell as much as we are to share. We want engagement to make this as big and, you know, have as many barriers lowered and create experience for more people. But at the same time, we're not just going to go out there and give people what they're asking for because they don't know what we're capable of. Like we, we want to do things that have never been done before. That's never going to be something somebody asks for. But I want you to make they something help for me. That's, direct well, they're going to tell you, they're going to give you feedback, which is important. It's, it's like quality assurance, right? It's like, well, I'm not really connecting with that. Or I really love this. And and I think, you know, our products don't have to be for everyone, but our community kind of is, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like you can be in our community and not have to buy our products please come be Mm -hmm. part of what we're doing. But
2: I think what you're describing isn't even a counterpoint. I think it's, I think that is one of the things that people, they bring something to life in them where they say, you know, I don't want to just be handed what I think I want. I want to be challenged to push further. Like I am the type of person who wants to go further and think bigger and unlock myself and become creative and don't just put me in my comfort zone. Like I think, that's how I feel when I engage with things. And that's how you feel. That, that's and I, how we think- feel.
3: And some of our community doesn't feel that way. Some of that community is just sitting back going, I wonder what they're going to come up with next. This is fun entertainment. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I think that's fine, too. A lot of people probably have their own passionate pursuits that are not in the industry that we're in. And they're getting all of their creative fix and mojo and passion in that. And they're engaged with us just because they want to be supportive. And I think, you know, there's probably 12 other types of people or 100 other types of people who engage for whatever reason. You know, my mom's in it because it's me. Right. She doesn't know. She doesn't
0: know anything That's why about my mom's in it too.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, and we've played games all growing up, but it was, you know, party games and, and family oriented games. And they're not deep strategy games like the ones we've I'm not today. even talking about games. I'm not but, either. Yeah. But I mean, for that example,
0: one thing that it, the conversation as it's progressed here kind of made me reflect back is that I have a sense that a purpose that I have is to spark joy in people. And so the reason why it feels so fulfilling when we get that instant gratification is like a sign. It's like it's working. You know, mm-hmm. you hear, here, I see people feeling joy and I feel fulfilled as if, you know, my purpose is being served as other people are sparking joy, you know, as other people are talking about the creativity that they're inspired to do because of the impact that we're having.
2: I mean, we're all going to do work in our lives. Like that's what we do when we wake up in the morning is everyone goes to work. Like what is the point of your work and what is it accomplishing? Mm-hmm. And when I see our work resulting in other people doing creative things, mm-hmm. it feels like the work, Mattered. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, it's a game. You know, it's other things that we're working on. It's books It's a toy. It's whatever but if the conversation around the thing inspires other people to be creative Then it actually has substance other than just being a consumable product
3: Mm -hmm. Well, we can flip this to the agency side too. So let me do that for a second So let's take all of our products out of it. Let's take orange nebula completely out of it We're a creative agency and we do service work for a lot of companies where it's their product not ours We do demographics research. We develop personas. We help companies communicate better the heart and the soul and the passion behind the product, right? So that they can create a larger community as well. And so they can communicate clearly. There's a tremendous amount of satisfaction from our perspective when we're able to influence that, when we're able to actually touch other people. And have them feel something when they're buying that insurance or whatever it might be. Something that you know what I mean? Something, you know, some something that comes off of a conveyor belt. It's a widget, right? Or selling services, right? Maybe it's a nonprofit trying to get donations. Maybe
0: it's a snack. That's all I'm gonna say. Maybe it's (laughs) yeah.
3: The image that you help people put in their mind of the experience and what they feel is just really, really important. And it's not about selling. It's always about sharing and that's just our perspective, but I think a lot of people share that perspective more and more these days, I think. And that really is what leads to, I think, charismatic brands.
1: People want that transparency too. Like they want to see the people behind the brand. They want to see the people behind, you know, what they're buying because that's important to them.
2: Absolutely. It also lets them see themselves behind the brand. Yeah. See the other people and how much they are or are not like those people. Mm -hmm.
0: All right, humans, you ready for a main topic? That's, main all, topic. that's all the time for the mailbag we have oh, today.
2: Bring it home. Okay. Slap that shipping label back on the mailbag.
0: Send it back. Hey, okay.
2: Derek, <laughs> hey, we, we need a transition sound to go into the main topic. <laughs> okay, I got it.
0: Okay.
1: Main topic.
0: Perfect. That's what we were looking for. Thank you. Okay. From now on. Today's main topic is Do you feel like an adult? Okay, so we're talking about adulting today.
3: Was this, was, this, was this topic pre-picked before today, before our last episode? Yes. Okay.
2: Now I'm really curious about the last episode. I know.
0: Yeah, me too. <laughs> we're you are One
2: here. kind of childish nonsense.
0: <laughs> okay, so do you feel like an adult? Okay, so let's start off by what, what does it mean to be an adult anybody
3: good question
0: okay so i think generically speaking to be an adult people think okay you you're certain age you're responsible you're mature you've got it all together you've got it figured out as olaf would say how's that that line from frozen Two? olaf's like i
2: still haven't seen that movie i haven't
1: seen it either
0: everything makes sense when you're older no we don't have enough frozen two fans in here Mm,
3: haven't seen it i know a lot of adults that aren't aren't any of those things
0: so that's the question do we feel like those things i don't know
3: i don't know if i
1: look at myself as like an adult okay i don't know so like there's no definition of what an adult is so like i i guess i'm just trying to be myself and i guess if people want to call me an adult that's great
2: yeah i guess i have multiple responses to that right off the bat yeah i, I do identify with the i mean i did have a realization sometime in my late teens and early 20s that like I had an image as a child of adults, like understanding mm-hmm. everything and having all the answers. And like, do you just reach a point where you stop feeling like you and you just suddenly become God person mm-hmm. or something? I don't mm-hmm. know, know how everything. to describe it. Yeah. But then there's that point when you become quote unquote adult age range where you realize that point will never come. And even yeah. the people in power, even the people controlling all the societal framework of everything. Like it's all just people that all still feel like themselves and mm-hmm. think like themselves and never really. Like, that's I
0: what don't I'm know wondering. If, yeah. I don't know
1: if there's like a
2: point in my life where I was like, yep, I'm an adult now. Mm-hmm. I think there's part of me that always felt vaguely like an adult just as an older brother in a broken family. Mm-hmm. Like that just felt that way always. Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: There wasn't, there was a necessity.
2: I mean, if, if feeling like an adult is feeling like, you have responsibilities that you must meet. Like I have always felt that way. Mm
0: -hmm. Hmm. I don't think I've always felt, I think I still feel about 17 is what I feel like. I don't think I've ever felt more, more mature than I felt at 17. Like I feel like I'm the same person. I mean, obviously I've been through a lot and I've learned a lot more, but like There's this sense of of what I was at 17, and I don't feel like I've really changed all that much.
2: Mm -hmm. I do notice with myself that I need to mindfully... (laughs) We keep cutting Mark off for all of of our listeners. Um, We're like, nope! (laughs) Mindfully choose to engage in mental play, so to speak, in a way that I wouldn't when I was 12 or just came naturally, and now I have to remember to be that way. All right, Mark, what you have to
3: say. Well,
1: that's a good point because I'm just kidding. I'm not going <laughs> to
0: You're trying again.
3: I I don't know. It it seems it seems too deep and complicated for my small brain to think about that. What I do know is that there are things in life that take a grown-up to be able to handle. Sometimes it's responsibility, sometimes it's emotional trauma, sometimes it's the ability to to self-actualize or self-realize that you need other people and that you're not independent, even though you were raised to be independent because we're interdependent. And, and maybe it's the same self-awareness to know that you don't need to be codependent. I, I don't know where that line is. I think it's different for everybody. The adult term is so loose and vague to me that I don't even know what that means. I know, I kind My of- 13 year old is, is more of an adult than half the people I know. And yet she can't handle many, many things because she's not old enough and she's not adult enough. Right. Mm -hmm. Hasn't had those life experiences that help shape those. And and it's the same, you know, it's the same with me. Like there, there are things that I choose not to, to do just, just because I don't want the complication. And, and there are things that I feel like most people can't do that I can do because I've spent a lot of time in the trench and, and I can handle them well. The labels really don't mean a lot, I guess, to me. Um, Now, what it means to be a child is very different to me, that, that's almost like a positive term to be an adult or anything that's marked adult to me is like a red flag. It's Maybe like-
0: I'm even bringing it up for that reason, because I feel so I liked your use of the word grown up, by the way, uh, as opposed to adult, because I don't know the term adult, I feel disconnected from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't even really want to be adulting. People talk about adulting all the time. And, and it's like all the hard stuff of just Ticking off, you know, getting insurance and and paying right. for your insurance and going to your job and you know you tick off all the adult things. But there is a difference, a little bit, from adulting to like being a grown up.
3: Absolutely, and that's interesting because maybe it's almost like a verb, right? Like <laughs> or, or an adjective. We do grown up things. And Tom and I, Tom and I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago. Where we we're talking about well, sometimes you just need, you know, to get a couple of grown ups to show you how that how to do that. Right? Mm-hmm. Like like. And, and sometimes that means you need to learn that from your teenagers because mm-hmm. they're the grownups at the moment. And that's that's such a such a mind twist for most people.
1: Well, I think it, it highlights the importance of needing to rely on other people, realizing that you, you, you aren't as independent as maybe you think you are, because you may not be, you know, adult, quote unquote, enough to to process certain things. But somebody else is and they are there to help you go through those things and get you to that point.
3: I'll tell you what I think the lie is. The lie is some people believe that to be a grown-up means you can do it by yourself. That is an absolute falsehood, right? To be a grown-up means that you can do most of the work and then you probably should get 100 people and ask them about it and help them make, make it stronger, even if you're the expert in your field. They're going to give you information that is really useful and they're going to give you a lot more perspectives than your own because your own view is really narrow. Mm-hmm. My own view is really narrow. That's why I chose to have a team instead of freelance, right? Like there's just so many different perspectives. I, I think
2: the my new barometer now for whether or not someone is, I don't know, let's say mature, if we're going to draw a mutually exclusive line between mm-hmm. maturity and being an adult, That's, is whether or not like you use the idea. phrase adulting.
0: I just did like four times. (laughs) You're referring to people
2: in your life. I don't have anyone in my life that would use the word adulting other than like as a goofy internet meme. Yeah. Like if you have actual people in your life that use the word adulting, maybe get different people.
1: Yeah, maybe they aren't adults.
0: (laughs) I just feel like I'm supposed to... This is always Lacey's um, counseling sessions (laughs) where we get to this point. glad we can be here. In the podcast. It just feels like all of these things that are adulting are like just such a hassle compared to what I want to be doing with my life that I feel this disconnection from them. And I don't know if I'm alone in this, you know, am, am I not an adult because I don't want to do all these responsibilities and I want to do other things? Is that a problem? Am I alone? Please tell no. me I'm not alone. <laughs> no,
3: you're not
1: not alone in the slightest.
3: I think for you in particular, what you feel and what's real are not always exactly the same thing. You might feel like <clears throat> like you're not doing adult things or grown-up things, but silent observers might argue that, right? I think sometimes we can sell ourselves short, and sometimes we do the opposite. Sometimes we prop ourselves up for our ego and and just to feel sane, even though kind of we got some work to do. At the end of the day, I think there just needs to be a balance between Having to be a grown up and having and, and getting to be a kid, and sometimes the more those interplay, the 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 broader perspective you're going to have. And, and in the last episode, we talked a lot about how it felt like I wanted to be a kid. That's like as an adult, my goal is to be more of a kid because kids a lot of times will have a lot more enthusiasm towards attacking something that they're passionate about. They'll see the best in things. They will not really see the limitations. They're Which is exactly see, I'm what I do want that. to embody. I'm going to go be. You know? I'm gonna go be an astronaut. It's what's mm-hmm. going to happen. So I'm just going to. When are you going to do that? Right now. Mm-hmm. Like let's go outside. I'm, mm-hmm. I'll build a rocket and we'll go. Mm-hmm. Like that. That quality is something that fell off of most people as they were being raised and taught what the real world is. Yeah, and like
0: your real world So
3: Yeah. <laughs> and, this, go ahead. And we have to now. unlearn those mm-hmm. things.
1: I think a lot of this, too, like the whole concept of what it means to be, be an adult, I feel like is like a pretty modern thing, like post-industrial revolution. If if I can get into this whole like oh, social constructs and all that sort of stuff. But if you think about like during the Industrial Revolution beforehand, you needed to be an adult because that's how you survived. Mm-hmm. Right. So you yeah. needed to be an adult. You needed to do these things. And then kind of as the world has changed and, you know, you don't die at 30 the whole idea of what it means to be an adult is changing and is that kind of an archaic way to look at it? Like, mm-hmm. does it even matter if you're an adult, you know, you should just be
3: a human, I mm-hmm. guess. I
1: don't know. You know, you, you see where I'm going with that yes. though? Like, Thank you. For totally.
3: You, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I remember there was a comment on social media a few years ago. It was somebody just kind of was thought that we were just over the top being full of heart and gratitude and all this stuff. And they were kind of sick of it and they wanted us to grow up and be a big, you know, why can't you guys be a grown-up company, whatever? And, and my initial response to that was, why would I ever want to do that? I mean, I remember even, I think I even said that to you, Tom. It was like, it's been a few years. And, and it wasn't that they weren't trying to be really, you know, they were just kind of like, this squishy stuff is so not professional. And I was just like, well, okay, what does it mean to be professional? This is us just being vulnerable <laughs> and real and not afraid to show our emotions. And in addition to that, we're also a professional company has been around for 20 years and we will kick most people's ass. Mm-hmm.
0: And like I twirl around that. the office doing it. And, <laughs> yeah. and, being a kid. and I mean, listen,
3: we've got confidence. If you want to, we'll put our team up against anybody. Like we have an amazing team, but we also know that um, the world is about more than us. We're
2: also a creative agency and you do not foster a good creative mental state for yourself. If you're not engaging in playful thinking and Mm -hmm. the associations that come with that, like if you're just living in this stoic world, your creativity is going to be significantly hampered. Mm -hmm. So you want us to keep being a good company, making good things. You do not want us to just be sober and serious. Mm -hmm. Watch how many of those creative companies last for more than five years.
3: If that,
0: so one of the things that I've been thinking a lot about the last, said soberly <laughs> the, the last month or so, one of my resolutions for 2020 is to parent myself more often. And I wonder if that could be a little bit more of my definition of what it means to be an adult is, you know, actually parenting yourself. So what,
1: what do you mean by that? Okay,
0: so like for instance, when I'm seeing my children start to act up a little bit, I'm instantly thinking, okay, how much water have you had? What kind of food has been put in your body in the last little bit? How can I Mm, balance that?
1: Kind of taking a step back. Um,
0: How much sleep have you had? Okay, so you know, every night I've got a structured sleep bedtime routine for them, you know, so okay, they brush teeth, they go potty, they sit down look at mark look at me right now yeah they they brush their teeth they go potty they go to their room they do like quiet time activities for 30 minutes and then they go to sleep do i do that for myself
3: mm-hmm. hell no
0: you know do i analyze for myself i tell my kids it's 8 p.m we're not gonna have any more candy we're not gonna have any sugar before you go to bed that's just not a smart idea do i do wow, that for
1: myself snacks snacks
0: <laughs> so that's a good point
1: that's 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 a cool resolution.
0: That's one of the things that how can I parent myself a little bit more so that I can be proud of the choices that I'm making on a daily basis and be a good example. And sometimes
3: it's just feeding yourself information about what other people think about that. Right. Just so you can formulate a broader perspective. Mm -hmm. Right. Like I do the TED Talks in the in the master classes and that's kind of my thing right now. And it sounds really cool and all of that. But at the same time, really what I'm doing is I'm I'm learning from other people. Mm hmm.
1: What I like about that is like you, you learn to kind of know yourself better. Mm-hmm. And so that allows you to
3: kind of make better choices for yourself. That's cool. And others and others because the healthier you are, right? Like i like, I'll, I'll be vulnerable for a second. So like I, I neglect my own like fitness in my diet because I'm working like a horse all the time. Like I work a lot of hours. Tom works a lot of hours. We all work a lot of hours, but I overdo it for sure. And so I can't get to the gym. So I, I got a Peloton and that has been a really good step for me to c- help create balance. And I have to create a break in my day now to put that Peloton in there. And I'm like, cause what? Cause I'm working 75 hours a day. Yeah, essentially. And, and so like little choices can kind of help. And what opened my mind to that was watching other people and their stories about how they balance their lives and listening to masterclass and, you know, listening to them talk about their routines and, and how they, you know. I think you get collective wisdom and then you can still make your own choice. And so sometimes parenting yourself just might mean essentially being parented by other people.
2: I think parenting yourself is another. I mean, I have never because I I read a ton and a lot of it is self-development stuff and business development stuff. And I haven't heard a single TED talk, done a single masterclass, read a single book with these successful people who aren't all very focused on understanding themselves and personal development and personal growth. And that all comes from understanding themselves. And this seems like an endless quest to better identify why they do what they do, why they think what they think. And then once they've got that nailed, why everyone around them does what they do and think what they think and how to make everyone help everyone figure that out for themselves too. It's very universal in every piece of thing that I've read and watched and listened to.
1: Maybe maybe some of that's like kind of becoming an adult too. If we want to take it home, I know that's kind of what I'm thinking. It's like knowing yourself. You're never going to reach that point where you know yourself completely, but like being an adult is just continually kind of having that inward perspective. Being being
3: adaptive too, yeah. Right, like some people think that they just get to that point in their life and they don't really want to change anything. They're like either comfortable or comfortable is really a big Mm -hmm. part of that. I think they're just like, well, I'm in a good spot. They become a little bit more rigid in their. In their behavior, and I think we all kind Guilty. of to a certain extent. Uh,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me too. Okay, so my new definition of becoming an adult is the moment when you realize that you don't know yourself as much as you actually think you do, mm. and then you spend two or three years really working on that.
1: Kind of that reality check mm-hmm. moment. Mm-hmm. We're thirty. Shh, so I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm about to knock on thirty door.
0: All right. So I was gonna just say that I wanted to. Since I'm challenging myself to parent myself more often, I was going to give you all some liberty to tell me when I need to be parenting myself, but as soon as I thought it and almost let it out of my mouth, I'd take it back. So um,
3: <laughs> no, how about, no, I'm not doing that. You can, just su-
0: you can support me in that. How there about that? Just support me. Ask me if I've been parenting myself you. lately, okay? And I might do the same for you. If you were your own parent, what would you say right now about your behavior? Okay. Does that sound all right?
1: I think it sounds great.
0: All right. We're going to go ahead and wrap it up for the day. Okay. I love being around you. I love being around you all.
3: Well, you still have to
0: say where you're going to find us. You can find us at orangenebula.com. You can sign up for our email newsletter. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram with the handle.
3: Yeah. Orange, Orange Nebula.
1: Nebula. Beautiful.
0: I was trying to point to Derek on that. He I know, and I just,
1: just like looked you dead Derek, in the eye. You, you can like, join no. the outpost
0: community on Facebook. You can join the unsettled <laughs> board I game group, the Vindication Board Game Group. We will see you there. We're glad you came here. And um, that's about it. We will yeah, it is. we will talk to you soon, okay? You'll be a big kid. Bye. Do it. Do it. did you have a good lunch?
3: <laughs> oh my gosh. Distractions. Daffron uh.
0: just walked in to go to the bathroom. Obviously, because we're in the corner of the office here in the bathroom. He probably doesn't want to be on blast that it's he's going to the bathroom right now. It's
2: normal to record a podcast from a bathroom. Correct? Please use the poop. At least for us. Okay. <laughs>